Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. No Steve today, so I'm joined by Anthony Tresh, PFF superstar. Big into the college football, Anthony. So I thought you would be a perfect person to bring on and talk. Favorite draft comps, player comps for a few different draft picks. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'll try and match Steve Palazzolo, one of the, the PFF legends. Um, I think he's more of the superstar. Um, but no, yeah, I love college football. Obviously, the league college guy. Um, and I got some good player comps. I got a couple of deep cuts that nice. you might remember from, you know, a few decades ago. I like it. Going way back in the archives. But first, uh, you can get 50% off right now. PFF Elite Annual Subscription if you use the promo code DRAFT50. That's the cheapest you're ever going to find this. A full Elite subscription, 50% off, 365 days of Elite. You can get all of PFF's locked article content. You can get the draft guide. In fact, you'll get two draft guides for the price of one with those 365 days worth of access. 250-plus three-page three scouting profiles, completely unlocked mock draft simulator, data and grades from the entire 21, upcoming 2022 season, and previous seasons archived as well. That's promo code DRAFT50 for 50% off a PFF Elite annual subscription. Also, PFF just launched Hutch, the four-part podcast series with the number one overall draft prospect, Aiden Hutchinson, launched April 13th, Wednesday, this week. The show includes interviews with Jim Harbaugh, current and former Michigan football players, key members of Aiden's family, media members, and draft analysts. So check out Hutch wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify and this YouTube channel right here. All right, what have you got, Trash? What's your first player comp that you love? I'm going to start with one of the newer guys, the one still playing. Um, I'm going to go with Jason Kelsey Center, my comp. Tyler Linderbaum, I, those two are very similar to me. And, you know, you look at right. Tyler Linderbaum, what, what stands out? He's small, but he's an ultra athlete. He's also a polished player. I mean, that's Jason Kelsey, who's been one of the best centers in the NFL um, over the years. And I think Tyler Linderbaum has that same type of potential there. Um, you know, this, this, this past year broke the PFF college record for the highest single season PFF grade we've ever seen. Um, at the power five level. And just the year before that, he had the fifth best PFF grade we've ever seen among that same group there. So, I mean, the dudes had consistent elite level play. And I think that's going to translate to the pro game, despite him being a little bit undersized. I think if you get him in a zone scheme there, a zone offense, that's where he fits best on the move. I think you're really going to see this guy kind of get to, you know, I would say pretty close to top five status. I think he could be a, you know, perennial all pro really at the position so that's my first player comp the new one before we get into the old ones what do you got now yeah i think that makes a ton of sense i mean people say that tyler linderbaum is undersized but that's like the counter that right is you can be undersized and still be the best center in the nfl in jason kelsey and linderbaum i think has that potential i'm gonna go into the into the history books before you do i'm gonna beat you to the punch so malik willis right what are these quarterbacks this year? How good are they? What can they be? Malik Willis reminds me of Cordell Stewart, right? The guy, the old Pittsburgh Steelers started off quarterback and then became slash. That was the nickname because he was a quarterback slash receiver, slash return man, slash just gimmick within that offense. Malik Willis feels to me like Cordell Stewart, you know, adjusted for inflation, like a, a modern version. And I think much more dangerous because that guy in today's NFL the NFL is just better equipped to use a player like that. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember Cordell Stewart. Was he on like an old game show? What, what was that? Was that Pros versus Joes or something like that? Was that him? I, I don't I don't know if I, I don't remember. Know. I could Cordell be getting Stewart it wrong, on that. but yeah. But, I, I but one that. thing 
One thing I think that's worth pointing out with Stewart is that Stewart had an absolute cannon of an arm as well. Like, that is Malik Willis's calling card right now. Strongest arm in the draft, like, incredible deep ball. The thing that everybody pulled out from that pro day was that crazy throw, you know, rolling to his left and then dropping a 65-yard bomb. There's a video out there on Twitter of Cordell Stewart you know, unleashing a, a deep ball on the, the sort of pro ball skills challenge, you know, and they used to have a longest pass competition and Cordell Stewart was out there throwing 70 plus yards as well. Yeah, I just looked it up too. He was, he was a TV superstar. It's another thing out there. Maybe Malik Willis could be the same thing. Um, no, I really like that cup. Uh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go back old now. I'm going to follow your suit. Uh, Sauce Gardner. He reminds me a lot of Namdi Asimov and not, you know, not Philadelphia Eagle wow. Namdi Asimov, but I'm talking... No you know, good prime Oakland Raiders, Namdi Asamoah. You know, when you look back at the early PFF database, I mean, when you were helping get the company up, you know, back in the heyday, I mean, he had some of the best lockdown numbers we've ever really seen, right? You go back and you go the PFF era numbers as far as, you know, who allowed the fewest yards per cover snap in a season. Namdi Asamoah, I think back in like 2008, he was up there. He might have the number one mark um, across all cornerbacks of the PFF era. I mean, he's tall, you know, lanky guy. He had very good mirror ability. Um, you know, pretty good athlete. You know, you can put him on an island and trust him to win. That's Sauce Gardner. I mean, Sauce Gardner in the PFF college era, he has the best lockdown numbers that we've ever seen, not allowing a touchdown on over a thousand coverage snaps. Um, so I really like that comp for him. And so, you know, I think that's probably, I got to say, it might be my favorite comp in the entire class. Nice. Asmoa had a year where he allowed, like, he was the least targeted cornerback in the NFL, right? And a lot of it was because he was amazing. And a lot of it was also because the guys on the other side of him were very much not amazing, right? So there became this thing of why would you bother targeting Namdi Asmoa when you can hit the other side of the field and, and have joy? So there was a year where Namdi Asmoa had like 21 targets or something as a full time starting corner, uh, went the entire season and basically was not thrown at for the entire year. Uh, I like that comp. I think I don't think I don't hate that one at all. Sky Moore, Sky Moore is a intriguing player because a guy that I think we're higher on than a lot of people. Mike Renner certainly loves him. Potential first round type of talent. Sky Moore reminds me a little bit of Julian Edelman with a little bit more juice athletically, sort of across the board. Right, he's a little bit faster, like a tenth of a second in the forty, a little bit bigger, um, is sort of arms, hands, those kinds of things, and just a little bit more physically gifted version of Julian Edelman, but same toughness, same ability to play inside or outside, uh, go over the middle, make those crazy plays that Edelman kind of turned into a, a career and probably perennially underrated and sort of miscast a little bit. I like that. I mean, Sky Moore, tough as nails. Like you said, he want, he's not afraid to make those plays over the middle of the field. And you look at the Western Michigan take, you can see that routinely. So you know, it'd be nice for Mac Jones if he didn't end up in New England because, I mean, Lord knows New England still needs help at wide receiver, and I think that would be a good fit for him. Um, but, you know, I do like that player comp. I'm going to stick with wide receiver here, and I'm going to see if you remember this one. About 10 years ago, I got Chris Olave. He reminds me a lot of Johnny Knox, you know, old Ch Chicago wow. Bears wide receiver. Yeah, you know, not much of an after-the-catch guy. He's not a tackle breaker, right? But he's a vertical threat. He's got the speed, and he knows how to set up defenders. I think Chris Olave is a little bit better as a route runner, but I think those two, their games are very, very similar to me, of course, before Johnny Knox had the unfortunate injury that ended his career mm -hmm. um, you know, a few years in there. But you know, I think you look at Chris Olave over the last three years at Ohio State, leads the Power Five in deep receiving touchdowns, got open at a rate around the 97th percentile in the FBS. Um, I just think he's a very high-floor number two receiver in the NFL, and that, that's very valuable.
Yeah. Um, I don't hate that one. That's not a bad comp. I haven't seen that one before either. I want to hit Jordan Davis now because he is one of the strangest players in this draft to try and comp. Have you got a good Jordan Davis comp? Um, Put I, you on the spot. I kind of like Trev's, uh, Trev Sycamus. Um, he says Thanos, which I'm not a big, you know, I'm not into superhero <laughs> movies, but I get the reference. I, I can kind of see that. The uh, Mike Renner has used this before, and actually Jordan Davis brought it up himself at the Combine, that he'd been diving into John Henderson tape, you know, the old defensive tackle for the Jaguars, the guy with the famous video of him getting slapped upside the head by the, the whoever, the equipment guy before he went out in the field. I don't hate that as a comp. That's not a bad one. And it's kudos for Jordan Davis for having any idea, like, who the hell John Henderson was. Um, he's kind of reminded me a little bit of Alan Branch. You remember Alan Branch? old Michigan defensive tackle and played for a bunch of teams in the NFL, the Patriots he was on at one point. But Alan Branch was this 330-pound like monster who didn't move like a 330-pounder, right? Moved like more of a three-technique type of player, those penetrating pass rushers. But because he's 330 and long, he's always going to get played in the middle as a run stuffer, as a just a, a space occupier. But he always felt like teams never quite figured out how to use him best. And I wonder if we're going to see a little bit of the same with Jordan Davis, this guy who's whatever he is, 6'7", 340 pounds with these insane combine numbers and movement skills. And if teams are just kind of going to go, no, you're going to sit in the middle, use your size and your length and just plug up space, whether it'll actually tap into what he could potentially be at the next level. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And I, I keep going, ba- bouncing back and forth with where Jordan Davis is actually going to end up just to see which team really buys. Because somebody's going to bite, right? Just on the, the potential, sure. just because of the just the sheer, just absurdness of the way he can move at that size. I and mean, anytime I think of him, I always think back to South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer after they played Georgia. And he had a little bit of a just a post-conference you know, meltdown just describing Jordan Davis and the freak athletes Georgia's defense had. Um, but yeah, I do like the Henderson comp, too. I mean, if he has that pizzazz in the locker room, too, I mean, that has, that's a little bit of value there. That's something that's not sprinkled into PFF War. It might should be. Um, but, you know, sure. I, I do like that Allen Branch one, too. That, that's, a, that's an old enough throwback. And I got to say, I was prepared to come in here and roast some of your comps, but I actually came away liking them, and I might steal some of those. I meant to I meant to say up top, like for me, player comps are always stylistic. You know, people use like production or quality of career. I'm I'm mine are always stylistic unless unless told otherwise. And I didn't tell you otherwise. So I, I'm glad you don't hate them. I didn't like I didn't hate any of yours either. I thought I thought all overall these have been some pretty good comps. It's a good PFF daily debut, but I'm right there with you. Stylistically, that's the way you gotta do it. That's why we don't get Austin Gale on, because he had some pretty terrible comps that we won't be using ever <laughs> and outside of uh, his tweets. So anyway, this has been uh, Anthony Trash, Sam Monson. Thank you. This has been the PFF NFL Daily. <laughs>